must do our confession and we go straight to the word. I decree. And God agrees. I am a soul winner. I am a contagious Christian. I positively influence and encourage everyone around me. I am a disciple maker. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church influences Sadek. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church fulfills a calling for this season. God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church has all the resources to meet the community's needs. We receive God's favor and man's favor. We have compassionate care for the needy. Constant prayer is our lifestyle. We bear much fruit. We are givers. We heartily worship God with our possessions. Christ's redemptive purpose is accomplished in Sadiq. We see a thousand churches established in our lifetime. Sadiq, the Lord God is your God. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, we thank you for the grace that you have given us even tonight. And Lord, we have come just as we are. We've come with hearts full of faith. We're expectant, Lord. And we pray, your dear God, that you'll speak unto us, that you'll transform us. Dear Holy Spirit, I thank you that we are the spirit of truth, that you always lead and guide us, lead us to the truth. And Father, thank you that tonight you'll use my mouth of clay and you'll carry this word by the wind of your spirit unto every heart bringing life unto every heart, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray that you hide me behind the cross, that you'll be seen and you will be heard. And Father, for everything that you will accomplish through this word in advance, we give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, let's say this in this church. church. We not only hear us of the word, but we are doers thereof. I'm going to listen to the word of God and I'm going to do the word of God in Jesus name Amen praise the Lord you may be seated and just tell your neighbor please don't disturb me hallelujah praise the Lord we're talking tonight about hosting hosting his presence hosting the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what is a host? Hmm? A host is a person who receives and entertains guests. Yeah? And you see, we host in you, we, we receive you, and we entertain you. In 2010, in this country, we were hosting the World Cup, isn't it? And everything, everything was about the World Cup. Because we were the hosts. And we were like, let them come. We will do everything to receive them and to entertain them. And now, tonight we're talking about the presence of the Lord. That it's about receiving the Lord. It's about entertaining him. See, when we come to church, we haven't come to entertain ourselves. But we have come to entertain him. He is the center of everything. So even when you worship, when you dance, when you give, everything should be about him. 
you just the host to say let the presence be here and I will do everything that the presence requires. Amen. I'm just going to take uh, from, from where, where Maruti left if I can <laughs> or just make a little bit of revision out of it. Okay. <laughs> I two scriptures. First Samuel 6. I'm not going to read that because you heard it yesterday or, or the, the excuse me some of this will, can help me beam some of the scriptures. 1 Samuel 6, 9 to 11 and 1 Chronicles 13 and 13 to 14. And that's about the ark of the Lord. That's about Obed-Edo. That's about Abinadab. Hallelujah. Now, we talked a lot about the ark of the Lord yesterday. But now, what, what is the ark? What is the ark of the Lord? Yeah? The ark was the throne of the invisible God of Israel. They didn't see God, but they knew that this was the seat of God. This is where he was sitting. This was his throne. This is where he was reigning from. It was the seat of authority. It was the most sacred object at that time. And that is why then we say God, God is enthroned. Eh? He is enthroned in First Samuel 4, 4. He is enthroned between the cherubims. Now, it, may, it might have looked like a mere box, a mere golden box, but it was far, far more than that. Why? Because it was a seat of authority. Why? Because it was the throne of God. Though invisible, he was seated there. Hallelujah. Now, while Eli was judging in Israel, the ark of the Lord was captured by the Philistines. The ark was in the place called Shiloh, and Eli was responsible for it. Now, like we heard yesterday, when the, when the Philistines were, were fighting Israel, Israel lost. The first time they, 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 they fought with them, about 70 men of Israel died. And so they thought, why don't we take the ark with us to the battle? If you think it was a wise idea. <laughs> See, when, when we are backsliding, when we are far from the Lord, you'll do things that you're not supposed to do. And if the presence of the Lord is, is not there, you will try to do everything in your own strength. And thus, in, in Levit Leviticus, it says, if the ground is hot, eh, you will use more strength. You will make noise. It, it has just rained. If people plow, it's so easy eh, for the plow to go in. But if the, the ground is dry, you will have to use more strength and you will have to make noise. And sometimes when the presence is not there, even in church, we can make noise, but the presence won't be there. So they took the ark with themselves. Because they thought, you know, God was there. God was there with them. But they failed to acknowledge the presence of God. They thought, maybe if we do this. Now, Hophni and, and Phineas, the sons of Eli, were responsible 
with the ark. So they took the ark with them and then they went and fought with the Philistines. And lo and behold, the Philistines struck them. This time, the first time it was only 70,000, 70, this time it was 30. The first time, sorry, it was 7,000, this time it was 30,000. Yet they have begin the presence. So they took that ark with them and unfortunately both of them died Ichabod and, and uh, not Ichabod, Phineas and Hophni right? and Phineas' wife was expected at that time now a messenger came to tell Ellie you know the ark has been captured it's like the presence is gone God himself is gone. And now Phineas' wife is about to give birth. And Ellie's day is listening to the news. And as he heard that the ark of the Lord was captured by the Philistines, he died there and there. Phineas' wife is giving birth. And she dies. Just before she dies, she, gives, she names the child Ichabod. The glory has left. The glory is gone. God is no more. So the ark was gone. It covered the glory, the majesty of God, the splendor of God, the mighty works of God, the infinite love of God. It's gone. See, the glory of God talks about the, the weightiness of God. What God is made of. And so he was gone away from the nation of Israel. So you can imagine. The, the sad part of this, of it is this, that the, the people continued worshipping. Now who are they worshipping? Because The presence is gone. Sometimes you can come to church and do it just as a ritual. A dead ritual of coming to church when the presence is not there. Who are we worshipping? So they continued as usual. I mean, sacrifices as usual. Saving other gods and you know truth of the matter was that God was gone. So the people got used to worshipping without God's presence. And I pray that you will not, will not come to that state where we just worship him. Hallelujah. Now the act moved from the Philistines cities from Ashdod to Ekron to Gath. Because, look, you, you can't contain God. Now, how much more of those who were, circumcised, who were uncircumcised? And the Philistines captured the ark, but the ark could not stay. 
they tried maybe when he's in Ashdod. No, no, no. Let's move him to Ekron. No, no, no. Let's move him to Gath. And even their, their God, Dagon, could not stand the presence of God. Hallelujah. So you can imagine, eh? for seven months, no stability. So they were terrified and then they moved the ark to the borders of Israel in the, in the farms in the place called Beth Shemesh. So when they got there, when the men of Beth Shemesh, when the Philistines brought the ark, there was a story that we listened to yesterday yeah, with, the, with, the, with the two, two what? The two oxen. Okay, the Philistines made made some sacrifices, brought some gold and and what the mites sacrifices and sent the ark out of out of their land. So as they came to the border of Israel, the men of Bethlehemesh were busy harvesting. So they saw the ark, they got excited. They stopped harvesting, they came to the ark. And then they wanted to see what was in the ark. Ooh. So they opened the mercy seat and looked into the ark. And unfortunately, 70 men were killed. And then they moved the ark to Kiriath Jaram. And there he stayed in Abinadab's house for 20 years. Now, what was in the ark? Bible school students? The rod of Aaron that budded? Manna? Huh? The Ten Commandments. So there was that law, Ten Commandments. There was provision. There was manna. And there was authority. That rod. That rod. Remember the children of Israel were, were Korah and what's him? They were complaining. Are you Aaron the only one? You and Moses and are you the only one who can? And, and God said let bring the rods. All dry, the dry rods. And let's see which one will bud. And Aaron's rod budded. God said yes. I have chosen him. And nobody must stand against him. So it was a rod of authority. There was a rod of miracles. Hallelujah. So Israel had rejected the law of the Lord. And when God provided, they started complaining about manna. What is this thing? You know, we are tired of manna. We, you know, and there was that rebellion against authority. So you see, God had put this and covered this with the mercy seat. The top of the, the lid of the ark was the mercy seat. That was where, where God was sitting and being merciful even to the sin that the children of Israel had committed, particularly with these three objects. And so they were not supposed to see that because that was un unveiling the wrath of God. And so they died 
So when they moved the ark to Abinadab, Abinadab's house, it was there for 20 years. And yet life goes on. Sacrifices are on. Worship is on. Yet God is quiet. God is there. He's enclosed in somebody's house who really doesn't, doesn't care much. The ark is not benefiting from the ark. 20 years. So until we come to a point where David said, let's go and bring the ark. You see, before that Saul didn't really care. But then with David, I was like, no, I can't live like this. And it was a commendable and relevant thing and appropriate thing and a, a noble idea for David to be thinking, to say, we need the presence of the Lord. We need the presence back with us. Hallelujah. So when they brought the ark, like we saw yesterday, they were excited, they were singing. There was a lot of energy, there was a lot of zeal, there was a lot of enthusiasm. But no obedience. They had carried the ark in their own way or had copied the Philistines way instead of the Levitical way instead of God's way of carrying the ark because God has said only the Levites could carry the ark now after God had struck Uzzah David got very angry and handed over the ark to Obed-Edom now, who was this Obed Edom? The Bible says he was a Gittite from Gath. Now, it is not clear whether uh, Obed Edom was a Levite just staying in Gath because then there was confusion. Uh, uh, the Philistines had captured some of the cities that belonged to Israel. So whether he was a Levite staying there or he was a, a, a Gittite based on his geographical or physical stay. But the man looked so innocent. You see, when, when you are told, it, it's a, it was a cooling off season for David. He was excited that he was bringing the ark and now he's angry. And now it's like, you know, the emotions are like, you know, we don't know what, what's wrong with our king. So it was like, king, cool off. But then Obed Edom, who might have been a Gentile, embraces the ark of the Lord. He's like, he's like an, an ignorant nobody. You say, it's okay. Hmm? Did they lose their network? You'll explain to them at Solang. It depends on what you do. Sometimes you are told, look, the preacher is not here today. Come and preach. Are you going to embrace the moment, maximize the moment? 
see the moment. The keyboard player is not here tonight. Can we have somebody just to come play? And that was the situation with Obed Edo. Thank you. And so he jumped into that moment and embraced the ark of the Lord. Now realize the ark of the Lord had been in this Abinadam is a Jew. Abinadam is a, is, is a priest. He is a Levite. The ark has been in his house for 20 years. What kind of a host is Abinadam? We don't see the miracles that we saw that we saw in Obed Edom's house. 20 years, Obed Edom just three months. You've been in this church for 29 years. How did it benefit you? Are you just like Abinadam to say it has been, you are counting the years, but the years are not counting. You've been born again for 29 years, but where are the fruits? So you choose what kind of a host are you going to be? Are you going to be like Obed Edom or like Abinadab? Hallelujah. We read the Bible says, Abed Edom was blessed in all that he had materially, physically, financially. Like we, we heard yesterday, yeah? what kind of eggs. The, 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 <laughs> the hand lays what kind of potatoes and pumpkins and imagine Obed Edom's children at school all of a sudden they are getting distinctions so the people saw it was the blessings that they could see they could see that he was blessed it wasn't just a miracle that, you know, this thing is personal. You know, no, no, no. He saw that he was blessed. Hallelujah. So even later when we read about, about Obed Edom being one of the gatekeepers and his sons, the Lord had blessed him with sons and grandsons who later became gatekeepers in the temple. Now, Obed Edom, the Bible does, doesn't tell us how he treated the ark of the Lord. But I'm just thinking, as a man who feared the Lord, as a man who respected the king, when they said to him, host. I mean, this thing has killed people. Huh? The men of Beth Shemesh, go ask them. Go ask the Philistines. Go ask Uzzah. And remember that Uzzah was the son of Abinadab. He was the son of the priest. He should be knowing how to treat the ark. So, two sons of the priest, 
a hill is ahead of the ark. Uzzah is at the back. These are the people who should have known that we're not supposed to carry the ark this way. Our father is a priest. Why doesn't he teach us these things? For 20 years, we've been having this presence, yet it meant nothing. Hallelujah. You see, there was everything that they could have received. There was God's word. There was God's provision. There was peaceful leadership. They could have experienced miracles in Abinadab's house. But they never experienced any of those. So you have come to this church for 29 years. There's the word of God. The law is there. There's provision. There's leadership. And yet your life remains unchanged. Mercy. You see, it is in him. When we seek him, it is in him. Colossians 2 verse 3 says, In him are hidden all the treasures, eh? In him are hidden all the treasures, treasures of wisdom, treasures of, of knowledge. They are hidden in him. So when you have him, you have all the treasures. You see, when when if if I if I if I have my, my handbag, I look at my handbag, I have I just have money in my handbag. Talk to your pastor, you should look after me, please. Get me money in my head. Now, if you take my handbag, you have my purse, you have my hand lotion, you have my lipstick, you have my glasses, you have... If you have the handbag, you have everything. Now, if you have Christ, it says the treasures are hidden in him. So if Abinadab had the ark, everything was hidden in the ark. It was just for him to acknowledge. But he failed to acknowledge the seat of authority, the throne of the invisible God of Israel. He failed to acknowledge it. And I pray that God will help us. Hallelujah. Look, we need to keep our contact intact. If we are going to talk about overflow, overflow flows from the presence. It was flowing from the presence. It was flowing in Obed Edom's life. The presence was there and then there was overflowing. But then you've got to know how to treat, how to host the presence so that you will maximize the overflow. It's a point of contact that has to be respected, that has to be protected so that you will expect from it. Just like your money. You know you are, with, you are withdrawing. Eh? You are expecting from your account. 
And that's why you're holding on to your peace. You are protecting it. You are respecting it because you are expecting from it. So even with the presence, the presence of the Lord, we need to protect it. Because without it, we are but just dry. We need to protect the presence of the Lord. We need to respect the presence of the Lord. We need to expect from the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. So let's not be like Abinadab and his sons. Who just got, got used to the presence? Eh? Familiarity breeds contempt. They were familiar. I mean, you, you, you live in this, there's a piece of furniture in your house for 20 years. And it means nothing. And yet it contains it's the seed of God himself. They were familiar with it. Sometimes God blesses us with his presence, with his servants. And because we get familiar with them, we fail to receive from them. Say, ah, I've been 29 years. Ah, Every Sunday. Familiarity. You miss your overflow. Because you're taking it. Hallelujah. So they got too accustomed to the presence of God. Too familiar with examples of, of, of people who just got familiar. Huh? Right in the garden of Eden, right in the presence. Hmm? Eve is like, ah, you know, Adam. Early sons are living with the priest in the house. But now when people bring sacrifices, to them it's like, how can we benefit? They sleeping with girls there, you know. Their presence. Somebody was saying one Sunday, don't people will be saying overflow, overflow, over and 2023 is gone, and we are left with the t-shirt written overflow. But there's nothing you look at your life, the only thing that you can look at is the t-shirt. I pray that you will experience overflow. But then that overflow should bring us. We need to come to the presence of the Lord where we get overflow and say, we're going to respect this. Hallelujah. Read yesterday about Mecha when he saw David dancing, the king dancing. And he said, why, why can we? How can the king dance, dance like this? So undignified. 
all that David wanted was the presence. I'm rejoicing that the presence is here. The presence is back. The glory is back. And we rejoice. Remember Job's wife? <laughs> you open the book of Job, it says there was a man, a man in the land of Uz called Job. This man feared the Lord and he shunned evil. And yet his wife, when Job is really desperate and seeking his healing and crying unto the Lord, she says to him, why don't you kiss this God of yours? Somebody was saying, why? Why? <laughs> he wanted Job to kiss God and die so that she will. Why doesn't she say, kiss your God and let's die? But it says, you kiss your God and you die so that I'll remain. <laughs> <laughs> so there's lack of reverence there. Lack of reverence. Why somebody who's just so far a mere obed idom is honoring God? He is a priest who can't honor God. Here are the people who are so familiar. People of Nazareth. Who saying, Oh Jesus, we know him. That's Mary's boy. Huh? We know his brothers. You mean jo Joseph's boy, a carpenter? Familiar. And the presence was there. And they failed to acknowledge the presence. And it's the people who will come out, out there in the world, and come and realize that there's something about this place. It was a foreigner. Last night, Marudi talked about it, of the ten, the ten lepers who were healed. It was a foreigner who came back and said, thank you. It is a foreigner who is saying amen. Lucinda, help me, Lucinda. My apologies, Slinda. <laughs> it was a good Samaritan who was helpful. The Levites, huh? the religious people just passed. It was a queen of Sheba who came from a foreign land traveled on a dusty desert coming to Jerusalem to see and hear to hear this great teacher hear about this wisdom the wisdom of Solomon yet Solomon had his brothers around who were like oh Solomon we know him the son of David but here comes a queen with a train of camels 
with rare precious stones and, and very rare, rare, rare spices and cosmetics. And she's, she's carrying this. She's, you know, she's traveling in the dusty road to say, only if I can see this man. I've heard about him. And so later on, Jesus, talking to the Pharisees, she says to them, look, the queen of Sheba traveled all this place just to come and see Solomon and hear the wisdom of Solomon. And yet you are here and the greater than Solomon is here with you. You still cannot acknowledge. He said, even then, you regeneration that seeks a sign. Even the men of Nineveh He says they will testify against you because they were so far from God. Yet when Jonah preached, they repented. And today the greater than Jonah is here. Yet you can't listen. Familiarity. So may the Lord help us that we'll be good hosts of the presence of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not something, the presence of the Lord is not something that you can take very light. You, rem you remember Muritim Boban? Hmm? He said, hmm? You don't take it and put them at that status like, you can live without knickknacks. You can live without my eyes. But then when you take the gospel or we take the presence of the Lord and we treat it like Uli Patagale. Hallelujah. Now the same act which produced so many positive results in Obed Edom's life could not yield the same results to Abinadam, to the priest of Israel. The same act that brought death to Uzzah brought overflowing of blessings to Obed Edom. So let's not play about the presence of the Lord. Hmm? It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Hebrews 10 31. Because sometimes the way the, the, the gospel and the presence of the Lord has been so watered that you know it's it's normal to do things. If the world says Maslalisan cohabitation, we adopt it in the church and we think it's right. A big no. Let God's no be your no. When he says yes, say yes. We're not supposed to be talking about teenage pregnancy, church. We're not supposed to be talking about it. I told you I'm going to tell you what God wants me to say. Thank you. Thank you.
We don't come into the presence to play. We are hosts to entertain him. You don't go out there and do your things and come here. When you come into the presence of the Lord, before you play the keyboard, ask yourself, where were these fingers last night? What were they doing? What was... Before you hold the mic, ask yourself, where's this hand? Before you sing, what did this mouth say? Host the presence. Let's get the presence back into the house. Let's have the heart of the way to go. So touching the ark of God would be as good as dying in the hands of God. You see, we are taking advantage because the presence is no longer in the ark today. The presence is. And because of that, we're thinking if, if Nelemo, we will touch it and die, but then it's in me. I'm going to live like I want. See, when you receive Jesus Christ, you, you abdicate, you move yourself from the throne and you allow him to sit on the throne. So your life is no longer about you, but about him. And thus Paul says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So let's bring the presence back. Back unto the church. Hallelujah. Now, quickly, I want to close with this. I don't know. You don't mind, eh? Celebration, you can stay in order. <laughs> okay. In Luke chapter 10, host, eh? Martha is a younger sister, Mary. They are hosting Jesus. Eh? Now, Martha is busy. He's busy in the kitchen. Hmm? He's pulled away. Eh? The Bible says, Mother, Mother, why, why are you distracted? Jesus asked her. When, when she complained, I mean, here's your guest. You're supposed to be entertaining your guest. You're supposed to be receiving your guest. But she is busy. It's Mary who's doing the hosting. It's Mary who's seated at the feet of Jesus. It's Mary who's at the presence. Martha is in the house, but Mary is in the presence. You might be here in the house, but not in his presence. So Jesus says, you are distracted. You are from the presence. You are fussing too much. You are anxious. You are worried. But he says, Mary chose one thing. One thing. May we just choose one thing this year. Just a presence sitting there. Get it from the master. While Martha was concerned about the main cause in the kitchen, she was neglecting the main cause at the feet of Jesus. He was distracted 
from the best by the good. You see, you might be here in celebration, you are preparing, we are here. It's good, but it's not the best. The best is when you come into the presence of the Lord. So it's so easy for you to get distracted, to say, oh, the sound is not good. Oh, they, you know, it is good. Yes, we, we're supposed to have the good sound. We're supposed to, but it's not the best. The best is being Do you remember during, during, during COVID, COVID days when they say the president is going to address the nation? Eh. <laughs> we move everything because this man is going to tell us something about our future. Huh? And we know we are going to be fellow Africanized, South Africanized. So when he says, fellow South Africans. Our attention is here. We're giving him attention. And that's exactly what God requires of you. With the president, he was going telling you about something that is temporal. But when God speaks, he's speaking to your future, he's speaking to your eternity. That's why you don't have to play in church. You don't have to do unnecessary ups and downs. Because God is speaking. Now when the information is cheap, attention is expensive. When the information is cheap, we knew that we wanted to hear the president. We need to, because, you know, that information wasn't cheap. We wanted to know, hey, are you saying we're going back to church? Are you saying we wanted to know? So we had to pay attention. But you know, sometimes when you go to the meetings and people are making no sense about it, hey, then you know, hear the information is very cheap. So attention, it's so expensive. See, attention is expensive. That's why we pay. We pay attention because attention is expensive. <laughs> but then the information mustn't be cheap. <laughs> so when God, Jesus is in mother's house, mother was supposed to have paid attention. But then Mary, Mary is the one who's hosting the presence. Martha is busy doing things for Jesus. Mary is busy spending time with Jesus. So today you are here and I'm wondering, I'm asking myself what kind of a host are you? Are you just doing things for Jesus? Singing for him, cleaning for him, doing are you spending time with him? Martha's service was good, but it was self-saving. See, there's, there's no greater hospitality than listening to your host. Mm. 
if you are host, if I'm hosting people in my house, the right thing is if I was doing laundry, I leave the laundry, I give them attention. So Mary had left everything that she was busy with just to sit to give the master attention. There's a kind of a host that we need. So Martha was just having Jesus in the house. But the real host was Mary. Mother is in the house, but Mary is in the presence. In, in Genesis, Genesis 22, God said to, to Abraham, take your son, eh? take your only son, Isaac, and sacrifice him. Now Abraham leaves the house with Isaac, with the servants, with the donkeys. Okay? Uh, I think verse, verse 5. five is, that's what I need. Eh? Verse 5. Genesis what? Genesis 22 verse 5. Is that the one? Huh? Verse 2. Okay. Look, you know the story anyway. Okay, right. Here's the verse that I, I want to give. Verse, ma. verse 5. Okay. Now, Abraham is ready to go sacrifice. He's with the servants, he's with the donkey, he's with Isaac. Then they come to a certain place, to a certain spot, where Abraham said, he says to his servants or his young men, stay here with the donkey. He says, I and the boy and the boy will go over there and worship and come again to you. Now I'm asking myself, if I was one of the young men, if I was one of the servants, I, I must I'm going with you. Why should I remain with the donkey while you go and worship? Huh? So there are some of us who are like, like that servant mentality where we are remaining. We're remaining with the donkeys. You know, things like, I mean, donkeys. You're remaining with the donkeys while others have gone a step beyond to go and worship. Others have come into your presence. They've taken steps deeper, closer to worship while you're remaining with the donkey. While we're giving, some are taking their offering, going to worship the Lord and you're remaining with the donkeys. Hmm? So in a way, Mary was remaining with the donkeys. Mother, eh? while Mary was in the presence. So you choose today what kind of a host are you? Obed Edom or Abinada? Mary or Mother? And when you have him, when you have his presence, you have everything. See, Esther, Esther knew that if I can just win the king, when I've got the king, then I've got his palace. If he is mine, then everything that is his is mine. So 
so I'm wondering men who don't who still keep some money yeah. the wife is thinking this man is mine therefore his money is mine and the man is like eh, who's money not so with our God if he is your father he has made you an heir in his house a joint heir with his brother with Jesus his son hallelujah so we need to come into his presence Psalm 16 verse 11 says you make known to me the path of life in your presence there is fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore in, in your presence there is fullness in your presence there is overflow found in his presence And that's why again the psalmist says, I'd rather, I'd rather spend a day with you, Lord, in the presence of the Lord than thousands of days with the wicked. He says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper than be out there, just a presence. Hallelujah. So give attention to the Lord. Thank you. Because you become what you, be, what you give attention. Remember the sunflower? That process that is called heliotropism. That the sunflower honors the, the, the sun. It's loyal to the sun. It follows the sun wherever the sun goes and ultimately looks like the sun and we call it sunflower. So you become what you give attention to. So if you give attention to the Lord, they become more like Him. Have passion for the Lord. You see, your, pas your passion for the Lord cannot be programmed. We can program the service and say, we, we're going to do this from this time, from this. But your passion for the Lord is something that cannot be programmed. You just love the Lord. When you're in his presence, you just, you say words that you will never say to any man. And that is why when Israel was backsliding, God called them. He said they were, they were harlots. Because they say to God, God, we love you. And then they go to Baal and say, Baal, we love you. And they to go to Ashtaroth and say, we love you. That's harlotry. And this is why when you come to, to worship, you tell God words that you will never tell to any other God because he has no rival, he has no equal. He cannot be compared with any other God. And you bring your worship unto him. And I pray that you would seek him this year as we are expecting overflow in our lives. May we seek him like the shepherds. When the shepherds heard that Jesus is born in Bethlehem, they said immediately, let us go. Let nothing stop us. Do whatever it takes. If the rich man Zacchaeus was seen running and climbing the tree, just so I can see this presence. 
If Simeon was saying, Lord, I'm not dying until I see him. And he, when you saw him, he said to the Lord, now I can depart in peace. You need to worship the Lord like the wise men did when they saw the star. They just followed. They followed. They followed until they arrived in the house and saw the presence. Hallelujah. So what an honor. What an honor that we who are living in this dispensation, we who have received the Lord, I mean, we're talking about the ark which was there. We're talking about the sins that were covered. But now today, our sins are not covered. They are cleansed, they are washed away. And we can host the presence within us. What a privilege. So let's not disappoint God. Let's leave the fragrance of his knowledge wherever we go. Let's be the curious of his presence. You might be the only Jesus that the people will meet. But I'm asking myself, are you representing him well? Are you carrying this presence in a sacred way like the Levites did? Or are you putting the presence on the cut you don't mind? Overflow. It overflows from his presence. No matter what happens, no matter what we go through, even this year, just seek one thing. Just be like Mary. Say one thing, one thing, one thing. Don't be distracted by worthless things. So many things on the periphery. But your eyes must be on his presence. May we seek his presence. May we entertain him. When we come together and bring bring our praises, see, it's not about me. Where's where's brother Tao? I just like this brother, you know. He dances like, like he's alone in the room. Indeed, he's alone, he's in the presence of the Lord. While we're keeping our cool, dignified. You see, the, the presence of the Lord is hosted by God, expects us to do childish things, yeah? Or rather childlike, I don't know, childish. Or when, when the Bible says, clap your hands, it's a, it's a little kids that clap your hands. And if you are too dignified to do it, 